forum for frank talk about what people do for a living. Works do. Hello and welcome to Works Do. It's July 27th, 2014, and this is episode number 83. I'm Kate Gase Walton. I'm the editor of Works Stew, an online collection of essays and interviews in which people ponder their work lives. In this episode, I speak with Athena Lark, who on the cusp of graduating from high school in Newark, New Jersey, was told by her mother that she had a choice. Athena Lark. And Athena, thank you so much for making the time to talk to me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I wanted to start with really the one thing I know about you, which is that uh, you mentioned at age 17, a couple months before graduation, your mother told you that you had a choice. Can you share with us what that choice was and what you decided to do with it? Yes, and um, she took me to the federal building in Newark downtown, and I didn't know where we were going, but I looked up and there was a building, and I said, why are we here? And she said, well, you have a choice, and I said, what is that? And she said, the Army, Air Force, Navy, or Marines, and I was like, um, what? <laughs> so <laughs> I was just 17 and two months out of graduating high school, so... Yeah. Did you, um, was your family a military family or, you know, did that choice come as a surprise to you? What was your reaction to it at the time? At the time, it was total shock because I was really not the type, if there is one, for the military. I was a total opposite. Um, just really, just the total opposite of what, what I thought a military woman would be. Um, and this was in 78, the late 70s. Um, and no, we did not come from a military family uh, at all. So it just came out of the blue. Um, however, you know, I'm writing my memoir, Sailor Girl, and this is in it, going to be in it, actually. And But my mother had seen things change in Newark um, for the bad. Um, I was a teenager, and I was having fun, so I, I didn't notice anything bad. But North was getting really bad at that time, and she had saw the changes, and she just wanted to get me out of there really fast. She didn't tell me that, but I learned much later that that's why she wanted not college, because she knew I would want to come back if, if I went to college, or she just really wanted me out of there. Right. And so by the title Sailor Girl, I'm, I'm going to assume you chose the Navy. Is that right? Yes, I chose the Navy. I, I actually went to the Air Force. Well, I went to the Air Force first, and um, I took the test, and I didn't score high enough. So he said, well, what about the Marines? I said, no. He said, what about the Army? I said, oh, no. And um, he said, well, try the Navy. So I went over to the Navy. And what really got me with the Navy is back then they had a sign that said, it's not just an adventure. It's not just a job. It's an adventure. And I said, oh, okay, well, you know, this might not be so bad after. And I mind you, I'm still in shock because, I, I, um, you know, that was not my choice to join the military. Uh, it had just been made for me like an hour before. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but um, I said, yeah, I could Navy. How quickly did it all happen? So you, you said, yeah, you're interested in the Navy, and then, and then what happened after that? 
you know, took the test um, and joined back then. You could join and then not leave for a couple of months, which gave me time to graduate. And so that was June. I was gone in August to boot camp in Orlando. So I was gone in a matter of months and still totally not prepared. I was not physically fit in any manner. Um, I joked that I was the um, only person in my senior class to fail gym. Um, it really, I was really bad. I was in the teen beauty pageant scene. So I did the pretty gowns and the talent shows and I did all that. So I was not prepared for boot camp in any manner whatsoever. And the first time I put on combat boots and walked in them, it was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Um, but did um, you have any thought in those early weeks and months that it would uh, become something where you would stay for years and years? Or were you thinking that this was a very short term stop for you? Actually, I was in boot camp. I'm so glad you asked this question, but I was in boot camp and I was ready to leave. It was just not working for me. So I called my mother. I was in maybe six weeks and I called my mother and I was crying. I said, I want to come home. I want to come home. I can't take this. This is just too much. And she said, um, baby, there is no home to come home to. I said, what are you talking about? She said, oh, I moved and sold all my furniture, and I'm, like, in another state. And I was like, what? <laughs> so my mother was so smart that she knew that I would call in a couple of weeks and cry that I want to come home. So she took care of that. There was no home to go to. <laughs> That's an extreme measure. Wow. Yes, yes. But if you saw Newark uh, two years after that, you would say she was an angel. It had completely changed. The crack epidemic had just begun. This was the 80s, and it just uh, ravished um, my neighborhood. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So she could see it was going downhill, and she wanted you out of yeah. there. Yes. Very streetwise. So when did your relationship with the Navy start to change from uh, crying and wanting to run away to thinking, hey, I could stick this out for a while? Um, I think that was right at that moment when she said, you, you got to stay because there's nowhere to come back to. But, and I said, well, I guess I got to stay, so I better make the most of it. And um, I, they gave us something called dream sheets while we were in boot camp. And that is, where would you like to be stationed at? And they called it a dream sheet because usually people dream of exotic places like Paris. We don't even have a base there, I don't think. But um, I picked, for some reason, Cuba. I don't know why, but I put that as my first, second, and third choice. And the administrators that saw my dream sheet probably rolled on the floor laughing because nobody asked for Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. <laughs> and are you even allowed to put the same thing as your first, second, and third choice? Uh, no, but I was, that's exactly what I did. And they were like, oh, she's asking for it three times? Oh, well, let's send her straight to Gitmo. But I had no idea. I didn't know the history of Gitmo. I just thought, I thought of an exotic place, Cuba from a girl from Newark that was exotic for me. Mm -hmm. And so what happened then? Got to Cuba, just total, total culture shock. It was, you know, I was really a, a girl from Newark and not a sailor now in a strange, exotic, beautiful country. It was just so culture shock for me. And um, everybody I met was from different places, different cultures. I was not used to that because I was, Newark was kind of like 
isolated. Um, but I was meeting people from Virginia and Tennessee and Kentucky and California. And um, it was it was a big, big culture shock for me. So Cuba was 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 rough, but actually really, really um, wonderful at the same time. Right. So one thing I do know is you ended up staying in the Navy for for many, many years. And when you reflect back on your career there, how do you how do you feel about it now? How do you feel about that choice that your mom gave to you? It was the best gift she could have ever given me. It was just the absolute best. I got to see so many places, do so many things, meet so many people. And I got a good um, job training in there. I, I taught. I um, I was a telecommunications specialist. Um, I just learned so much while I was in there. I met so many great people. So it was a wonderful choice. Um, so I feel really good about it. Did you get a chance to tell her that? Um, yes, I did. Because by the time she had passed, because she's passed, um, I had been in maybe 13 or 14 years. So yes, I got a time. I got a chance to tell her that. Um, but it was it was a great choice. And then I became a recruiter for the Navy um, for four years. For four years at in my hometown. So I actually went back to my hometown and did recruiting duty. So you went back to Newark to do that. So I went back to Newark to do that. And um, after I left recruiting duty, I said I would never go back to Newark. It was just it had gotten so bad. So I left for 25 years and went back last year for the first time. And how was that? It was it was much better. I, it just felt like home. It did. It 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 felt much better. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, what are you doing now? Well, now I'm I, I'm a professor, adjunct professor at a local community college here. So I teach um, English. I am a writer. I just published my first novel, Avenue of Palms, um, and I'm now writing my memoir, Stellar Girls. So I'm a writer and a teacher. Did you write all during your time in the Navy, or is that something that you started uh, more recently? Um, when I got out of the Navy, I just d- decided that I was going to do something that I wanted to do. Um, I got totally away from the technical aspect that I taught, that I learned in the military as far as communications go, and I wanted to get into something that u- utilized the creative side of me. So um, I actually went to undergrad for journalism, and then I got my grad- my MFA in creative writing. So I've kind of like I've gone up steps to do what I really want to do. It's taken a while, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah, that's a pretty big change from that um, first long stretch of your career. Do you ever um, wonder what a parallel path might have been if you had done those things, uh, you know, when you first finished high school? Would Is that even something that might have been feasible, do you think? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, um, I went to a school that taught um, vocation and, and um, vocational, technical and vocational training. So I was taught um, commercial art all of my high school years. So I had always wanted to be an artist. Um, and um, I don't know if that would have ever worked. Um, I was a good artist, but I don't know if I was good enough. <laughs> so... Um, I have no idea what would have happened, but if I go by um, what happened to a lot of the people 
that are left behind in Newark, um, I, I don't think it would have went well if I had stayed. Yeah. So let me ask you one last question, and maybe this has actually happened. If you were approached by a, a young 17-year-old who was inclined towards creative endeavors, whether that was writing or art, um, what would you recommend? Would you say, you know, pursue those dreams, or would you say sign up for the military? <laughs> well, I am at that I am at that fork in the road right now. My son um, is an artist. Well, he just got his degree in architecture, undergrad degree. Um, and he's also a very good photographer. And I support him in that because that is his dream and that's what he's talented in. It's on, it's on the creative side. Uh, well, you definitely can be profitable in architecture, but I don't know about photography. But I support him in that because I just want him to do what he's good at and what he will be able to make a living off of. So, um, yes, I've been I've had to deal with that. And then I have another son that is thinking about the military, and um, I think he should do that as well. So I've had it in two two different directions. Right. So in your view, it, it sounds like it kind of depends on the, the individual. There's no one one path that you would find yourself insisting on, it sounds like. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Oh, um. Great. Well, Athena, I look forward to your book. Um, it sounds like it would be a great read, and I really appreciate your taking the time to talk to me. Well, thank you for having me. I so appreciate it, Kate. Take care. That wraps up the interview for today. Thanks again very much to my guest, Athena Lark. Thanks to Chris Walton of Visual Story Productions for editing this episode. Thanks also to everyone who's written an essay for WorkStew. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening today. The next episode will be released in two weeks, and I hope you'll check it out. In the meantime, please let me know what you thought of the interview by sending an email to kate at workstew.com, by posting a comment on the Workstew website, or by writing a review for iTunes. Thanks again, and bye for now.